Peace, diehards. This is your boy, Evil the Any Star, host of the Dynast Podcast. I am on Sportscaster once again. This is a live podcast, man. Kind of like a sneak attack insomnia, insomnia kind of podcast, man, because I, I usually don't record so late. Man, but I, I really can't sleep, man. My, my, my thoughts are on this front office, man. You know, I, don't want, I really don't want to hear nothing, you know, when it comes to, uh, to the Knicks in the front office. Because people are still talking about Dolan, that they need to fire the, fire Dolan. Dolan needs to hire the right people. But I mean, let me let me let me just tell you the story, man. It, it all it all started once upon a time with Phil Jackson. You know, I know Phil Jackson. He did a horrible job and this, that, and the other. But the one thing, the one thing that uh, Phil Jackson did when he got here was he told Dolan to just walk away, walk away from the um from um basketball operations and let the professionals do it, man. So Phil Jackson tried his best to weed out the front office and stuff like that. You know, he was out there with his sage, you know, burning sage in corners and stuff like that, trying to kill the uh, bad energy that's been in the front office this whole time. But, uh, you know, that's the one thing that he did. He got James Dolan to, to, to chill out. Now, Steve Mills, you know, we would try to get him out of here for the longest time. But, you know, slowly but surely, still Steve um, Mills um, hired Scott Perry. You know, so Scott Perry, you know, you want to call him a savant as well. You know, but he came from Orlando. We all know about that. He, he helped start that franchise. Then he was in Sacramento right before he came to the Knicks. That whole summer before that, he um he that he set them up with all the um young people. Every single young person that Sacramento has, uh, that's all Scott Perry. So Scott Scott Perry basically set them up, and then he um got his dream job with the Knicks. Sacramento let him go, and now he's um the general manager of the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's, it's um you know you just you just gotta go down the line for that because um you know. History is history when when um, when we finally start winning and stuff like that. History is going to play out a certain way, and you have to remember the timeline of things, you know. So right after that, you know, eventually we hire Steve Mills. You know, forget the um, you know, in between stuff, whatever. We got rid of Steve Mills, thank God. So now Liam Rose is here now. So now you you, you want to talk about CAA, the um, the whole sports agency stuff, you know? CAA has always been rumored to be um, um, calling shots behind the scenes, you know, especially with um Steve Mills and stuff like that. Steve Mills was was, was looked at. Um, through um, James Dolan's eyes as like a liaison to him, some you know a guy that's probably like a friend of his, party guy, you know that he, that he could trust, you know to to um to do whatever he's gonna do and then report back to him. So I mean, um, Leon Rose basically is gonna be the same type of guy, except Leon Rose, um, he also has ties connected with all type of players throughout his throughout his career. So um, you know, I'm gonna get into another guy, you know, whatever, but um, you know. Leon Rose is like he was born in in the sixties or whatever, so he got some age to him. He's like fifty something years old, so he's like really um connected. So um when when he starts pulling names out of a hat, you got to pay attention, you know. So like the the first um name that he pulled out the hat, well um I was gonna say uh, Walt Perrin, but I think it was actually Black, um Brock Earlier from um the Cavs, supposedly the the capologist. Now that that pissed me off the whole capologist thing because I like when you think of Cleveland. You just think of LeBron, you know, they, they, they're trash without LeBron, you know what I'm saying? So if you have a capologist, you know, what was he actually doing over there? You know, because, like, if you look at that cap now, they have so many um, big men that's, like, you know, capping up their, their whole cap right there. So how could they even make moves? Then they, then they went and um, signed all these, um, these, um, these dra- they drafted all these um, shooting guards and point guards and stuff like that. They basically all do the same thing. So, you know, if he, if he was over there responsible for that situation, it kind of sends red flags up for me. You know, but anyway, he's a young guy. Supposedly, he's respected around the league about, you know, whatever. Plus, he's connected to LeBron and on um, that whole thing. So that, that that's that's a good pickup. You gotta you gotta have people that um that um that are connected, and that that seems like what we what we've been doing. Uh, Walter um, Perrin, 
you know, he was in Utah. He's been a respected GM over there. I, not, like, truthfully, I never heard of the guy up until up until he was hired. But um, right after he was hired, a bunch of guys came out and just said, "Yo, that Wolf Perrin was 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 a great guy, great hire, you know." And he's going to be the assistant GM to Scott Perry. And right off the bat, as far as like, um, you want to talk about the way that the way that they um, do things, just the type of people they are, you know, so you, you can see that they'll be able to to work well with each other. So um, right right off the bat, that, that was a great hire, you know. So um, of course uh, he's connected to Donovan Mitchell and a couple of other young guys that they have over there in Utah. So that's something to pay attention to too, because um, eventually uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to want his contract, and um, you know the Knicks, you know, if we continue to to stay healthy, because we are we have a healthy cap, you know, um, Scott Perry number one. Um, if you want to talk about capologists from the, the kid from uh, Cleveland, uh, Scott Perry, what what did he do with us when he got here? Of course, you know we were supposed to get all these superstars, but we ended up getting these secondary guys. But the the kicker with the secondary guys is that they were only signed to a one plus, you know, two contract. So these guys are all basically free agents after this um, season because we're more, you know, most likely going to waive everybody because there's no reason to keep, um, you know, you know, guys like Bobby Portis and, and uh, Wayne Ellington and, and things like that. We, you know, there's no reason to keep the, these type of guys. So they're definitely going to be off the roster. We're going to have clean a clean slate to sign players, man. So this seems to be the – um you know, the the process that we would like to follow, like just be able to wheel and continue to wheel and deal, you know, and, and stay active in the free agency um, department. So this, I just want to go down some of these other um, names here. You got uh, Frank Zanin, uh, you know, right off the bat, as soon as you, as soon as he came out, like um, it, um, they mentioned that Kobe endorsed him to be the Nets GM. So if you got Kobe, um, you know, showing you respect, and that's, that's definitely a, a green flag, you know what I'm saying? So um, also his brother, uh, was also hired too to be a to be a scout under scout you know under um Walt Perrin and all these guys and stuff so, and then uh, another kid Alex Klein he's a young guy I, I believe he's still in his twenties you know but uh but he's been been making noise out there especially with um the Pelicans and stuff like that Pelicans has been notorious like um the last few years it's been like a real young team and stuff like that so he's made some relationships whatever enough for for him to get major front office uh um jobs you know. And he's not even thirty yet, you know. So that's another another player. I mean, the, the, like, you just look, just look at the at the hires up until that point. It's just that, um, you know, we're looking to hire people that are connected. You know, the Knicks have been disconnected with Chris, um, you know, with um Steve Mills and stuff. Steve Mills, everybody hates Steve Mills. Right, right before he got fired, um, there, there was conflict that um that people didn't even want to speak to Steve. They wanted to speak to Scott. You know, so I'm I'm quite sure that that was a fight. So I mean, Dolan had to step in. And Dolan had to fire his boy because, I mean, I'm quite sure all the advisors have been saying, listen, oh, Steve Stout. You know, they hired Steve Stout, too. I'm quite sure all these guys were in the room, and they said, listen, we, you you got you to gotta fire this guy. You got to fire your boy. I know he's your boy, but you got to fire him. So, I mean, he technically didn't get fired. He got pushed to another department, you know, not having to do with basketball operations. But, um, you know, I'm glad Steve Mills is gone, man, because, I mean, you know, it makes way for, for another guy, Leon Rose, whatever. All right, so you know, I'm gonna talk. You know, I talk about 1960s. They were, they, he was from the 60s, whatever. So another guy from that age group, 55 years old, you know, around that time, is um, none other than World Wide West. Now, World Wide West, what exactly does he do? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like you know, you can if you, just just Google William Wesley or uh, World Wide West, and you're gonna be looking like, so okay, what is his credentials? Why, why are people making such a big deal about him? But you go down a line, and he's never actually held any any positions anywhere. It just says that he's friends with this guy, he's friends with that guy, friends with that guy. Now, for me, I, I remember him when he first started. I remember him being involved with um, uh, Dejon Wagner. 
um, well, especially did your wife's um, father, I believe, you know, because I mean, he's 50 something. So he, he was on uh, friends with him. And then I, I remember that connection between um, John Wagner. Um, and then you, you want to talk about Richard Hamilton and Alan Iverson and guys like this, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he might have been instrumental in, uh, in saving um, Alan Iverson as far as his money and stuff like that, helping him get, get that money into that account. I believe World Wide West is the one that, that's, that was involved with that. But, um, you know, just go down the line. You want to talk about, like, um, hip-hop, you know, more recent artists like Drake. But then you could talk about Jay-Z. You could talk about a whole bunch of different guys from, uh, from um, like, the 90s era, you know, uh, all, all that, that whole era, the early 2000s. You know, he was, he was like, in the mix of all of that stuff, you know. So, I mean, like, like I say, you just scroll through, you know, his, his career, you know, just, uh, just basically Google whatever pops up. And the only thing that you, that you really see is that he's just friends with guys. You know what I'm saying? So um, he's well-connected. He goes um, even back as far as um, college days, what it would have um, Kentucky with um, Calipari and stuff like that. Michael killed, um, you know, Kid Gildrich, um, Anthony Davis, that whole crew back back in the days. He was heavily connected to Calipari, you know, recruiting guys into, into Kentucky and um, getting that whole train going into the NBA and stuff. So, you know, I really can't put a finger on like like what his connection is, but he's connected to everybody. And, and um, you know, if you want guys to pick up the phone. Like, like I said, like I'm trying to say here is that um, you've got to have people that are connected. Uh, Scott Perry is already like a respected guy, so he's going to have the respect when he, when, he, when he calls. But um, Walt Perrin, if Walt Perrin counts, contacts you, if Frank Zane, um, Zanin contacts you, if um, Alex Klein contacts you, Brock Aller, if all these guys contact you, Worldwide West is contacting you, um, Leon Rose is contacting you. If, if, this is, if this is the crew of people that's making um, deals with the Knicks, making phone calls, calling their people and stuff like that, then we're well connected. So, you know, I'm trying to save the curses for, for a sportscaster because I really don't understand, right? But, but um, if anybody's uh, still talking junk about the Knicks front office, they really need to shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? All these names that I mentioned, you know, the, all the, the different connections and stuff like that, it's a new day. It's a new day. I know we all talk about it every year with the, as being a Knicks fan. Like, oh, this is the year. Oh, yo, we got this guy. We got that guy. Remember um, Stephon Marbury? I'll talk about him, you know, a little bit later. Isaiah Thomas, yo, we got Zach Randolph. Yo, you see what he did? You know what I'm saying? Jamal Crawford and this, that, and the other. We've been through it all these years. You know what I'm saying? You know, we finally traded Ewing. We got Baker. Oh, you know, um, Glenn Rice, look what we're going to do now. You know what I'm saying? There's always something. We're always excited about some BS. You know what I'm saying? But to me, this time around, you know, like like everybody can't be bad forever. You know, like the San Antonio Spurs, they can't be great forever. So they're on their way out of here, you know. And um, you know, somebody's gotta gotta come up. Every time somebody goes down, somebody gotta come up, man. So I think I'm hoping that this is the wave that's gonna get the Knicks back into um contention, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, World Wide West, we got this guy right. So let's let's um let's talk about some of the people that's been saying good things about him. Now, I don't particularly like this dude. Cause um he's becoming like a like a caricature of himself, but uh Jay Williams he went on uh, Stephen A and um you know Max Kellerman show or whatever and he was talking his junk, but um you know you know like I said I'm not I'm not really a Jay Williams fan I'm gonna play his his little clip in the background I'm not sure if you guys can hear it on here and in the streets of basketball Stephen A Smith we're both alluding to the same thing we know how this game works and when I tell you there is somebody like World Wide West. Who is sung about in Drake songs, by the way? Yeah, in Drake songs. 
Okay. I mentioned that, the whole Drake the stuff. The most connected individual in the history of basketball. Without question. I'll say it for Every you. Every era. Right? Not arguably. Going back to the 80s. the most connected individual. And let me tell you how World Wide West works. James Dolan might go out and say things from time to time that may put the, the interest of the organization at hand to a degree. But World Wide West is the person now. I'm trying to get to the, so to the part where he starts points, drooling. High touch points with individuals who have influence. So from a player perspective, he's going to get everybody in the phone at will when he wants. He's going to get people to buy into well, the bigger picture. Basically, he's a mover and shaker. That, that's what Jay, Jay, um, Jay Williams is saying. He's basically foaming at the mouth, you know. And um, I, I get it. Like I said, I mentioned all these connections all, all the way back down to Calipari and all those players that came out of that whole, that whole camp there, you know. So, you know, we're, we're very well connected, man. But, um, you know, when you have praise, you're going to have other people that, that are not praising them. Now, um, I guess I could, I could start with Marbury. Like I said, I'm not sure if you guys could hear it. So, you know, this is a live show, so we, we're trying things out. So this is your boy, um, Stefan Marbury. At New York Knicks. Did you really just now bring he said at Worldwide New Sucker? Worldwide New Sucker. Marbury is calling him a Worldwide Sucker. Yeah, man, I, I can't really? get through. I can't get through uh, whatever he was saying. But he basically, he basically is pissed off. That um the Knicks uh signed Worldwide West. He's not a fan of Leon Rose either, man. Because I mean I get it. These guys are players. So um the, you know, I'm gonna allude to to um to this also. But um you know let, let's um, let's talk about um Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace said the Knicks made a brain fart in this this whole um Leon Rose and Worldwide West stuff. And um you know you know he goes on to talk about it. Said you know. But um, you know, he makes the point that um that you know he's an agent. He was in that world, so he might have made enemies. You know, the rival um um you know agents and stuff like that. So we might we might be like uh, uh bottlenecking each other into into a corner kind of because you got the rich poles of the world and you got some other um different different guys out there. We might we might have ourselves only like pigeonholed only with people that that deal with CAA. And also too, you're dealing with guys that are 55 years old. So maybe their time has passed, you know, maybe their the ship has sailed. We don't know that yet, you know, so but um like I said, he is well connected and um, you know, all they gotta do is make a phone call and the guys pick up, you know what I'm saying? So but um, you know, like like I said, you know, these guys are fifty five and stuff like that. When you talk about Rich Paul, Rich Paul, um, you know, he's still like I wanna say he's like in his thirties still. You know, he's not quite forty yet. You know, about the same age as LeBron. So he's like mid thirties or whatever. So he's even more connected, more uh, in, t- in tune with the younger crowd and stuff. But um, you know, you, you can connect uh Guys like uh, what's the kid from um, from um, Phoenix or whatever? Uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker is um, connected to Leon Rose and World Wide West and all this. So they're supposed to be best friends. How could you be? How could a twenty-something-year-old be best friends with a fifty-five-year-old? You know, unless you go down that road, which I'm not going to go down that. But you know, I mean, guys, guys make business relationships and stuff like that. You know, you get to know them on the off-season and stuff like that. You know, so you know, especially when you're young, you talk to their parents and stuff like that. So maybe there might be that connection there. So I mean I think it's good, but you know that that is a good point with um with the Rashad Wallace makes man. It's like like if these guys made enemies and stuff like that, that's going to affect you when you try to make big deals and stuff like that. Yeah, man. So as far as that, you know, we we can we can go into like the first two moves that um that um, Leon Rose made. Um, they, they you know they're, they're fairly small ones, but they're but they're kind of big, you know, if you think about it. Uh, we lost um Kadeem Allen. To me, Kadeem Allen was one of the better point guards that we had on the team. Like you, you, you want to talk about Frank Nilakina and um, excuse me, Dennis Smith Jr. and um, whoever else that we had along the line. But Malik Allen, since I mean, excuse me, Kadeem Allen 
um, since um, since he's been with the Knicks. Every time they call him, he's always been ready. He's been in the D League, grinding, whatever. Whenever they call him up due to injury and stuff like that, he always produced. You know what I'm saying? He didn't need to. Um, he didn't need a couple days to get warmed up like a Dennis Smith Jr. And it, it wasn't like every every once in a while that he was going to play well the way that Frank does. Every once in a while, maybe like every every month, Frank Nilakilin plays well. But uh, Kadeem Allen would come in off the street. You know what I'm saying? And he would just he would sometimes he would put up starters numbers. Some you know some nights he would disappear. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I I wish that we would have um, invested more time in him instead of playing games with um these these players that don't really um that are not really ready. Like Frank should have been in the in the G League if you ask me. And um Kadeem already had paid his dues and stuff already, so Kadeem should have been in the NBA while Frank was grooming in the uh, the G League. So that's the one regret I have with Frank that we should we probably should have done that with him. That way, maybe it would have expedited everything. Now now you're at a, at a place now where Frank Nielakina is um. It's too good to really be going to the G League, and he's already been in the NBA a bunch of years already. I believe it's like this is this was his third year, I believe, and then now he has like like he's going to his fourth year. I mean, it's like uh, man, I don't I don't know, but um, you know, Kadeem Allen should have been used a lot a little bit better. But um, you know, they they waived Kadeem Allen. Hey guys, I'm back. I don't know what happened just now. I think I got booted. Uh, got to figure that out, man. But um, as I was saying. You know, you could use my my uh, my number six four six four seventy seventeen twenty seven. That's uh six four six four seventy seventeen twenty seven. That is a telephone number that you could use if you don't want to uh, to use the sportscaster chat. So anyway, so I, I was talking about Jared Harper and stuff like that. Jared Harper was all, is only five ten seven um seven. Uh, it's gonna be um one seventy four, and um he's just too light to me. You know, for him to be uh. You know, a point guard prospect or whatever. So I, I was kind of disappointed. Like I, I really wanted Lamar Peters to be the guy. You know that we that we call up if we're gonna call up anybody to be like a third stringer or whatever, or just somebody to give a chance to. So um, you know the the point I was gonna make before I, before I, before we got cut off is that um maybe Jared, Jared Harper um Jared Harper uh his agents maybe his agents have a, have a play in it. Like um like I was reading, I believe that that he was um under CAA. So that might be like um, them doing a solid for for um, a guy that that was on their um, on their roster or whatever. So he got waived by by another team um, to make another roster move. So um, the Knicks waived Kadeem Allen to bring him in. So that that might be just um, them doing a solid for their former agency. So um, you know I'm not really too mad about it, man, because at, at this stage of the game the Knicks are not playing at all. So you know this is some this is like a move for like um, just uh, for the remain like a feel good move for the for the remainder of the year. And um, we'll just see what happens as far as training cap and things of that nature when um, that when that comes around. Whenever it comes around, if it even comes around, I have no idea what's going to happen with that. Then you want to talk about, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I should even mention his name, but I'll mention the um, the guy that we actually waived, which is Alonzo Treyer. Alonzo Treyer, man, I, I'm, like, really surprised that we haven't done anything with this guy. I know Alonzo Treyer is a little bit older than than, um, than the average, um, like, rookie kind of guy, second-year guy, guy. Um, but... Uh, he has all the skills. He's always been a scorer. He was a massive scorer in, in um, high school, and um, he went over into um, you know the, the prep school um, thing. Then he went to um, to Arizona. Now I know Arizona had problems with um, with uh, performance enhancing drugs and stuff like that. Uh, he got in trouble, I, th- I believe, twice for the for the same offense. I think you know. So um, he has that that cloud over his head. But I mean, the skills and stuff like that. He's been working with all kind of trainers, like the most famous trainers and stuff like that. They all have great things to say about his offensive talent. But um, you know he's he's gotten his shot plenty of times um being Nick. His first year with the Nick was um was actually pretty good. So he was always hoping that he would have a great career going forward. 
But it's like the second year they forgot all about him. And then also too, you gotta get, you gotta um you gotta say it that every time we put Alonzo Trey in the game, you know it was either he would disappear or he or he would have a, a decent game, you know. And usually if he had a decent game, it was because it was it was like um the the rest of the team was playing like shit and we just needed um Trey to score, you know. So um you know Alonzo Trey is, is an enigma man. He has the full package, offensive package and stuff like that. But um you know I don't I don't know man. You know I guess we'll I guess we'll see because I I kind of believe that he's gonna go to to the Lakers. If he doesn't go to the Lakers, then maybe it might be Phoenix or something like that. Because Phoenix was supposed to be rumored to have um, wanted to get Treyer, and I believe the Lakers also, because the Lakers had him in their training camp and stuff like that. So they had him on the on on their board, but um they didn't pick him up. He decided to go to the Knicks, you know, after he got um after he went undrafted, which was amazing in my my opinion. He shouldn't have went undrafted, but um you know he chose the Knicks, so maybe he should have chose the Lakers or Phoenix, whatever. Maybe maybe his career would have went up a little bit better, man. But, I mean, you know, you figure, like, the Knicks needed players. The Knicks needed young players, so I guess he picked that. Anyway, Theo Pinson. You know, I mean, I don't I don't like to say, um, like, players are trash because they're human beings, man. But um, if you was to say anybody was trash, I think Theo Pinson would be a, a, a good kind, a good candidate to be called trash, man. So, um, you know, respect to, respect to the man as a person, but we're talking about basketball games, stuff like that. Um, you know, number one, both of those guys are shooters. You could talk about Jared Harper and Theo Pinson. They're both shooters. So um, spot-up guys, 3 and D kind of guys, you know. Uh, I, there's nothing more more to it than than than, um, than that, man. So it's just it's just kind of just weird, that whole thing. But like, like I said, it might actually have to do with um, uh, with agents. Now, um, Alonzo Trey, I believe his agent might actually be, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, the, the guy I mentioned before that's down with um, – uh, LeBron and whatever, Rich Paul. I believe Alonzo Trey might actually um, be signed with um, Rich Paul, if I'm not mistaken. You know, please, please correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. So, um, getting rid of Alonzo Trey, maybe that 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 was just the writing on the wall because he's with the enemy. And like like I said, like Rasheed Wallace said, and like like um, Stephen Marbury said, or whatever. There might there might be some beef there that would that might come back to to bite us in our ass. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to re- to really look forward um look 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 at going forward. You know what I'm saying? So um you know overall man I I'm, I'm just really excited to um to get this ball rolling like like um people can't say that the Knicks aren't trying the Knicks aren't hiring the right people we are hiring the right people people can't keep talking about Dolan making Dolan needs to sell the team stuff like that Dolan's not saying anything you know <laughs> Dolan's not saying anything even Leon Rose wasn't saying anything up until recently when he did the Mark um, Breen interview which was like a stage interview a safe interview and stuff like that and these are the interviews that we should have because MSG has MSG networks, so there's no reason why anybody on that's affiliated with the Knicks that will go to ESPN or Yahoo or whoever else you go to to look at news, um, you know, Fox Sports and stuff like that. There's no reason for for uh, anybody related to the Knicks to do anything like that because we have our own network and we're in New York, so we're gonna we're gonna um, get the same amount of um, viewership and stuff like that. And it's still legit because Mike Breen's the man. You know, Wally Zerbiak, you got Alan Hahn, you got a whole list of guys on, on, over there, you know, you know, that um that are great. You know what I'm saying? So um uh thanks again for for that uh for that um tip there. Um was that Silly Simon? <laughs> Silly Simon, man. These names are crazy out here, man. Like I, I mean even with any star, that's another crazy name. So you get to know me, man. You know, follow me on um on um Anchor. You know, I'm I have a podcast, you know, this um broadcasted off of Anchor, but it's on all platforms, so just you can just Google our head Knicks podcast at this point, and you can find it anywhere. Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all the way down the line, man. 
So um so yeah man I'm just I'm just anxious to get this ball rolling man we we have a bunch of we have a bunch of beasts I said this this is actually the part two of of um of my of the last show because I, I got booted for some reason but um you know like I said in the in the um in the part one is that um you know we're we're well connected we have a whole bunch of guys that that, that anybody picks up the phone that something's gonna happen you know so that's that's the only thing you that that you, that you could hope for because um we had Steve Mills before. And uh, we wanted to get Durant, we wanted to get Kyrie, and all these different different guys, but nobody called. Nobody called. All these secondary guys started making making calls, you know. So if you're doing some investigation, I bet you, might, I bet you might find some connections with those agents and whatever, and and um, you know, having to do what's going on, what hap- what's what's happening now. So I mean, it's all about connections at this point, man. So um, because um, we don't have any players, you know. I, I was just in a in um in a, a live Zoom call, you know, with with a bunch of guys. You know, we were just talking about the coaching staff, and everybody has a strong opinion about certain um, coaches and stuff like that. But um, you can't get a coach unless you, unless you have a front office. And the front office, you know, the, the coach has to match the front office. There can't be, like, no disconnect. Right now, strategically, everybody that's been hired in the front office are all connected in some kind of way, you know, like, like, like I've been saying. So, I mean, the coach has to be connected to, to this staff. There can't be, like, any, any, um, any possible... Um, you know, bumps in a row, any any friction or anything like that. So you want to talk about, um, you know, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau has a history of being, um, you know, co- you know, conflicting with um, front offices and stuff like that. He did that with Chicago, and he also did that in Minnesota as well. You know, so you can't have conflict. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know about Tom Thibodeau. You know, Tom Thibodeau. A lot of people want a coach that's going to yell at players, but we don't have players yet. So who is he going to yell at? You know what I'm saying? And I think that whole yelling shit is a, is like, um, you know. It's like that's like this. This is not like um, you know, Indiana. You know, the coach Indiana. You know, where guys are throwing chairs and stuff like that, and slapping their 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 players in the face and whatever. This is not that type of thing. This is these are grown men. This is a pro league. We don't need people yelling and screaming at grown men. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go back to the Knicks past, we've always had strong players. You know, you want to talk about guys like X Men. You know, and you know, go down the line. Ewing was strong. Oakley was strong. You know, even even guys that uh, that we call soft, like Hubert Davis and Charles Smith, and these guys, they all were strong-minded players, man. If you ever met these guys in real life, you know that you you would you would know that these guys are are, are men. Larry Johnson, you want to talk about Anthony Mason, John Starks, all these different guys. Did these guys need people to yell in their face to get them motivated? No, I believe these guys were doing their own yelling with 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 each other. You know what I'm saying? So that that goes that you know that like I said, everyone the entire cliche needs to start from the top. Okay, right now the top is Dolan. Dolan's not involved. Leon Rose is the top. Scott Perry and everybody else down the line. Every it seems like everything is is in place in the front office. The figurehead at the at the um the coaching the coaching staff right now, all that stuff has to be it has to be determined and whatever. So this this is a this is a great time to be a Nick fan. You know, if you're not excited to be a Nick fan, I don't know I don't know what's wrong with you. You know, it's it's already a given. Our, our cap is great. You know. We have a bunch of draft picks, you know, going forward. We we have we haven't traded anything, you know. We have all of our assets. Front office is is, is immaculate right now. So I mean, there's nothing to complain about, you know. There's nothing really to complain about. People always find a way to complain about something, but right now, there's nothing to complain about anything. The only thing that we got to do right now is we have to get this coaching of uh, this coaching situation. We have to get it perfect. You know, Mark Jackson's another guy. You know, that everybody keeps saying that they want, but you want to talk about friction. You know, they, um, guys want to make the connection with hip hop and stuff like that, and also the age. Like I said, uh, Leon Rose and um, World War West; these guys are in their fifties now, fifty-five, fifty-four years old, uh, fifty-six years old. 
So uh, maybe Mark Jackson might blend in with that with that crew. You never know. You know these guys have been knowing knowing each other for years. So maybe Mark Jackson might be the type of guy that to, um, to get in that mix. Maybe even a Tom Thibodeau might be able might be a guy to get in that mix. But um, you know I I've, I've had a chance like in, in that Zoom call. I, it was actually um Chris Charles was in the Zoom call, so he made the point that Tom Thibodeau might not be that type of guy to be connected with like hip hop artists and that whole world. But um, Mark Jackson he might. You know, so uh, there's, there's something to, to think about, man. Yeah, so, um, you know, going forward, well, I just got another tip from um, Comfy Socks. Hey, Comfy Socks. I love you guys' names, man. We got a bunch of guys. Let me, let me shout out the rest of these guys. We got um, Anna Nick Fan. Hey, Nat, Anna Nick Fan. What's good? Uh, that's it, really, man. Uh, Silly Simon, again, shout out to you. Well, Comfy Socks gave me 100. I think that's the first person that gave me 100, man. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, once again, I also have, like I said, I have a number, 646. 470-1727 if you want to text me direct and I'll be able to um to get back to you or whatever. But um, you know, the show is winding down, man. I'd like to thank you guys for getting on here. This has been a live podcast on uh, Sportscaster. Once again, later on you'll be able to find this on my regular um podcast, whatever, so you can get the audio version of it. Um where you could play on in your in your car or somewhere where you can't necessarily look at video or whatever, man. So I appreciate you looking at this pretty face, man. Kind of sweating. As you see, I got gear and stuff like that. And I do have a lot of a lot of gear, a lot of bells and whistles, stickers and stuff like that. So you see the hat here. You see this, the um, the shirt. Uh, all these things can be found on diehardix.com. Now, I'm telling you that because not because I want you guys to wear my stuff, you know, or whatever. Because I do want you to wear my stuff. But the the what's, in, what's special about it now is that anything that I, that I get as far as proceeds or, or profits, whatever, however you want to say it, I will donate all that stuff to um any um to to this um. Uh, charity for Black Lives Matter. I'm still trying to figure it out which which charity I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna um, donate to. But any anybody that buys anything off that website, uh, whatever profits I would get from it, I'm, I'm definitely donating to a Black Lives Matter charity. So I'll end the podcast with that, man. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, this this was a, a part two. There was a part one, so you know just go to um to my prior um, um show and you'll be able to connect it. So watch that one first and then come back here to um to connect the two stories, man. So once again, this has been Evil to Any Star, host of the Dynasty Podcast. Please get out there, check me out, man. I'm, I got like, this is, this will be like, this will probably be 87, 87th podcast, whatever. So go, you know, go check out some of them. My recent podcast, maybe like the last 10 of them. They all were pretty good. And um, as, as I do on the podcast, I put four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb, salute. That's what you do when you see a diehard, man. So once again, Evil out. This has been the Dynasty Podcast on Sportscaster. Peace. See you guys on the next one.